feel like the dentist just like took a chunk out of the top of my tooth earlier today. Like I had to get fill, uh, filling replaced, you know. Anyway, did it turn you on? I was, you know, honestly, I'm in such a sexual place that like the dentist, his body was like pressing up against my head over and over again. And I was toying with the idea. I mean, I was probably just trying to distract myself for the pain because it did hurt. Um, yeah. Um, but I was toying with the idea of being turned on by the idea that he might be trying to like uh, inappropriately. No, just like inappropriately, like get away with touching um, the top of your head. Uh, yeah, like, uh, you know, um, I mean, he's only going to do that for the attractive patients. That's part of it, you know, yeah. like, so getting off on the idea of. Um, Did the medical so thing come into it at all? Well, or? yeah, I mean, that's part of it for okay. sure. I mean, that's the whole that's I mean, it wouldn't have occurred to me if it weren't some okay. kind of either medical or, or massage. But it's just really like a me being in a, a like a position of submission or whatever, you know, you're like on a table or a bed or whatever in these things yeah yeah like chiropractor masseuse doctor you know so mm-hmm. bet mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so uh. congratulations ariel i always miss i i mean seriously like i love those type of real world interactions where you get to indulge in like uh kink or a fetish in like a non-harmful uh-huh. non like ethically compromising way yeah you know like they're not there aren't many of them but like being at the dentist and having a medical fetish and just being able to be like yeah "Mm," just like internally like i'm enjoying this right i mean i had such blue balls at the time you know (laughs) it was like very much like i had not had time to (laughs) take care of things at home that morning so this morning what am i talking about (laughs) your blanket got some attention then Huh? So your blankie got that after, attention. After the dentist, yeah. Anyway, can we please not call it a blankie? <laughs> just I said blanket. blanket. I felt like the second time you said blankie, but I guess I Maybe was just I did. Freudian Maybe. slip. No, I probably just heard that Freudian... <laughs> Freudian <laughs> imposition? Oh, God. <laughs> or Freudian projection, is rather? Is that yeah, it? projection, yeah. I think, would be that one. Um, oh, God. What a weirdo I am. We are a couple of weirdos, huh? Oh, yeah, for sure. This is the Gender Fluids Podcast with Austin Smart and Ariel Norman. A podcast about all the sex and all the people. You can check us out on Instagram at Gender Fluids Podcast, Twitter at Gender Fluids Pod, uh, or just stick Gender Fluids into any search bar and follow us on everything you can find. Um, damn. Okay. So we were talking just before I hit record about, you don't, do you not, do you just not know what a power bottom is? Well, it's just one of those terms where you hear people talk about that, uh, especially like gay men or not, not, you know, not exclusively, but you hear that a lot, especially, you know, in the comedy world, I hear jokes, but, um, I, I guess I've always assumed I more or less knew what it was just someone who was like a really active bottom um but i don't know if there's more to it um i mean in its most simple form i guess that's an accurate description right it's a very active bottom but i think the power bottom (coughs) 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 (co
there's a bit more uh, pride taken in the fact that you can take so much dick or that you can oh, get fucked so hard. Oh, it's also about there, how hard you can get fucked. Yeah, and then there's also an element of like being able to like you know again everybody has their own flavor of being a power bottom. Some right. people want to take a bunch of it and take as big of a dick as they can. Right. Some people just want to get fucked by as many people as they can. Some people just want to get fucked as hard as they can. Some people are like very into the getting used aspect where it's like, I don't want you to fuck me particularly hard or deep, but I'm just going to lay here like this. Like I'm uh-huh. just your bottom for you to fuck. I see. So anybody who takes pride and really tries to like, you know, um, be, be the best bottom that they can be in whatever way they, um, in the way they like being a bottom, that's a power bottom. Uh, no, not really. Because, like, mm. there are some people who are bottoms, right? And okay. just, like, getting fucked or, like, getting used. But being a power bottom really... I guess I should take back what I just said. Okay. It does really, now that I'm high and thinking about it, rely on, like, the intensity and the vigor of, like, fucking. Like, you want to get fucked. You are a powerful bottom. You're fixing to get bottom like a motherfucker. Like, someone's fixing to go to town on your ass. You're just, like, or open vagina. me up. Yeah, or vagina. Yeah, it could be a vagina as well. I... Yeah, so this came up because I've recently been fucking this person that uh, has a vagina, but is also a power bottom. Well, wait, 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 wait. Like a straight woman could also identify as a power bottom, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just think that, like, I think most wouldn't. Or a lesbian. I I think it's mostly relegated to, like, male-identifying, non-barrier binary masculine gay men huh. is like where power bottom comes up more often than not because like it does come up more often because than. like you know you think about like women like like vagina having like cis hetero women like mm-hmm. a lot of them are like yeah i want you to fuck me as hard as you can yeah but they're not like i'm a power bottom it's like no this is just how i fuck there's not like an identity built into it right well i want to identify as a power bottom now i mean you can there's yeah. nothing stopping you cool i just think like I don't know. If, is it the right like, word to say? I think semantically, it would just like make a little bit of difference. Like semantically, like a power bottom, I think has more of a masculine connotation to it well, than like you know. just like fuck me hard. Yeah, I guess I would think. Yeah, if you're even, but even if you're like basically a straight woman um, who identifies that way, that you know, sometimes there's like a straight woman who just has this masculine energy who you're like. Yeah, you are straight, even though at first glance, some people might have thought you were a lesbian. But mm-hmm. like, so that woman, that kind of woman where you're like, you, you know, there's, you know, I, I think some feminists would be mad at me for calling those women strong, like masculine sometimes. Like, why can't they just be strong women and it's still feminine? But I still feel like you know what I'm talking about. I think those women can be power bottoms. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think, look, I'm over here trying to define it. I don't. I think it's the thing that's a little indefinable. Like most things, yeah. a little indefinable. And if you want to be it, call yourself it, and there you go. All right. I just want. I, yeah. I think straight women should appropriate power bottom from the gay men for sure. If they Why not? Want to? And I also, but it also flatters my gender expression if they call <laughs> me a power bottom and we leave the the ladies out. So no, you're not a power bottom. You're a pillow prince. There's a difference. You're into just laying there and being Th- lazy but that's and not being true. That's served. Not true. That's not true. That's not true. Really? Well, that's, that's what true. you've told me. I okay. I can be a pillow prince, but I mean that's okay. more of like a self deprecating way to talk about being a power bottom I think like because I also it's like I haven't been comfortable enough in most of my life to explore that and to like actually be the power bottom that I might want to be you okay know? so I'm just like listening to you describe that and going oh hmm yeah yeah maybe I'm coming into my power bottom face oh that's adorable yeah yeah your little power bottom you should get a, yeah. you should get a power bottom tattoo 
I was thinking t-shirt, but that's fine. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm thinking just like right here across your neck. So it's not going down your neck. It's like, oh, good note. <laughs> it's just going to say power bottom. It, it's not it's going to be, be the abbreviation PWRBTTM. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is power that, bottom. Are there grandmas looking at those tattoos going, yeah, what? A, what? <laughs> what a, there's nothing really else. It could be. Where, power per, button? Per, is that? Per, per, my, let me get my glasses. No, is, Grandma. Is that a sewing technique? How about crochet a power bottom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, a sewing technique. That's uh, good. You crochet a power bottom by crocheting the Fibonacci sequence? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That was a mathy gay power bottom uh, joke for all yeah. you listeners out there. You just... You just witnessed a gym. I'm going to uh, take another hit after that. I yeah, deserve yeah. it. You deserve earned, <laughs> earned your pot. <clears throat> I don't actually get it. So what the Fibonacci sequence? Yeah. What are you crocheting? That so does a, that have a, to do a Fibonacci with sequence bottom? is that spiral that kind of moves right. In, right. So the way they discovered, like you couldn't before, uh, people learned that you could crochet it. Yeah. You no, I've seen that TED talk, but how does that have to do with having being a power bottom? Because it looks like an asshole. Oh, okay. All right, fair enough. All right. Yeah, it's a fucking like circle going into point. Yeah, it's just a butthole joke. It's not that. Um, you just okay. have to know what a fucking Fibonacci sequence so, is. And make so, it like, so may, it. we could make that be the the symbol of power bottoms. Like a yeah. Little, a cro- we could tattoo like a crocheted Fibonacci, Fibonacci sequence. sequence. Yeah. Could we have someone? That way, your grandma would really like your tattoo. Oh, I hate tattoos, but you know, I do love a good crochet. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, if anybody knows how to do those Fibonacci crochet things, oh, um, I know how to do it. Oh, you you do? I yeah. don't know you crocheted. I know how to knit and crochet. Yeah. I mean, I guess freshman, I crocheted before. My freshman year of college, I went to a very liberal artsy school, and so we all had to take a freshman year seminar. And mine was called uh, "Crafting Through the Ages," and we all had to. Did learn. you choose that class? So out of, out of a number of options. No, I'm I, I rank we ranked them online, but I being the stoned high school student in the middle of the summer that I was when I was doing that, uh-huh. didn't realize I was ranking them in the opposite order that oh, I no, wanted. You so that <laughs> was my last choice. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got put in it. Oh, that's funny. Um, what was your first choice? I don't even remember. But here's the thing. This is that the- class still to this day is hands down one of my favorite classes. I feel like I've that's taken. the class that turned you trans. It was know? so I'm, fucking I'm cool. Guessing. <laughs> No, I mean, looking if, it, for your root. if anything turned me trans, it was my high school English teacher. Oh, why? <laughs> uh, my in Lake Travis. Oh, she just introduced me to like. You finally liked a woman. You well, no, it was just like, I liked. was always fucking weird and thinking cool, and like she, I showed up to class, and she also listened to Primus and was like a cool person ah. and like read cool things and Did like. She molest you? No, no, oh, no, damn. Lord, no. So hoping to uncover something here. I don't think I was lucky enough, you know. She well, does have enough. the appearance to be like a very good dom. She's okay. all into motorcycles. I really, I could see her being that type of person, you know, where yeah. she's just like seducing her. I mean, she for sure students. called me on like I was bratty as fuck in uh-huh. kink terms in that class. Like I, because the first semester was just analyzing poetry, and I was just like, "This is all bullshit. You're reading a bunch of bullshit to this fucking poetry that's not there." Uh-huh. And she would like let me rant like a little brat, and then she would <laughs> argue back. She's like, "All right, but what about this?" And that's like tight. now being older, I'm like. I bet she was kinky. Yeah, like, I dude. bet she fucking real. Yeah, like she had that like dom patience. Like, okay, I'll let you spin your wheels, little uh-huh. sub, but I'm in control. <laughs> I know what the fuck's up. Like you, oh, yeah. no, you're wrong. Your English teacher turned you trans with her defensive poetry. Oh, that's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh man! All right. What? What, uh, what well, were we talking about? <coughs> <coughs> power bottoms <coughs> power bottoms yeah yeah we'll I mean, see so, i still well go ahead <coughs> shit 
Okay, so, I mean, do you think, this is just a high thought. Okay. (laughs) Do you think that the term power bottom extends to people that are having non-penetrative sex? So, like, (laughs) if two two vagina-having people are scissoring super hard. Yeah, yeah. But one person (laughs) only likes to be on their back while they're scissored, and the other person likes being on yeah, the top you could, fucking position is that person laying down technically a power could, bottom could they be a power could you be a power yeah. bottom in a scissor? i mean i say yes like why not fucking like, if you like thrust real hard up into her i guess no but know? do you think it re- relies on penetration like you have to be fucking inside someone for them to be a power bottom or is just like the act no, of wanting to I'll, lay there and get I'll say, the shit fucked out oh, of you you know like uh, a little little dry humping session for instance no there's definitely a dynamic still to being a bottom and being a top, right? And so you Therefore, can it bo- be... you can bottom the shit out of I this morning bottom the shit out of a <laughs> <laughs> you know like non penetrative situation. Yeah. So would a, you think you that know. person could be a power bottom? Then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fuck good. Yeah. I wanted a yes or no answer Hell there. Yeah. I was getting a little bit of a wishy washy. Well, I'm no, walking around to, to it. I'm just trying to um, argue my point already. But yeah. No, Ariel, we need to work on your academic writing presentation. It goes, state your fucking opinion, then support it. I feel like... You're all caught up in that comic, let me draw you into my position and make you... you No, you got to tell the people where you are up front and they'd be like, and guess what, motherfuckers, here's why. Yeah, you you do that. Well, sometimes I change my mind in the middle of talking and then I have to (laughs) be able to like pivot, you know? See, I do that too, but then I just like start trying to add like theory and shit into yeah. it that makes it works, which is how we found ourselves in this current leftist yeah. political climate. We're I- like, fuck, <laughs> we've backed ourselves into a corner. <laughs> oh, how do we get out? Yeah. Well, I can make up this other thing in this made up system. Right. And you just keep what? layering on. Yeah, because I think uh, you and I both, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, um, think out loud a lot. So yes. like in that case, like I haven't. I might not have settled on a position before I start talking. Like I'm just talking it out. So, well, do you do this sorry thing that where my <laughs> academic, you know, treatise oh, skills are low? <laughs> what now? Oh, I was just gonna say, do you do this thing um, where even though you think out loud, you converse in your head? Like you have like yeah. active com- preemptive conversations, like planning. Like, okay, I know I'm gonna be talking to people at some point today. And here's a bunch of things that could probably come up. And I'm going to think through all the things that mm. we can do and plan out like the different conversation logic paths, like a chess game almost. Like, uh, I used to do that more often, um, but I stopped doing that for some reason. I don't know. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I stopped doing a lot of things. Partly, I don't know. I'm kind of lazy. It's a lot of work to just be planning stuff all the time. For me, it's not even a planning. It's like the way I, because you said, you know, like I think out loud. Mm-hmm. I do too. But in order for me to think through thoughts, I have to have a conversation in my head. Right. I can't just have me thoughts where I'm just moving through things. I'm talking to like an other at always at all times. Yeah. And sometimes I'll add a character to that other, right? But do you sometimes just use like yourself, right? You just kind of split yourself into two people yes yeah but even then that other self is a little different sure yeah yeah you kind of i give it a different perspective like the angel and devil on your shoulder at the simplest you know yeah even if it's not quite that you're it or you're in your ego or super ego or something like yeah i'll 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 do that but i i guess i just feel like uh i'm not planning or thinking about conversations i'm actually gonna have i'm just having Hmm. whatever conversation in my head i'm interested in having right then interesting 
I mean, I've been caught. Maybe I should. Maybe that would help me socially, maybe, you know, to uh, to plan more. I don't know. I've been caught by different people. Like, we'll be, like, at brunch or just hanging out, and, like, it's kind of a lull or a dull moment, and I'll be mm-hmm. off of my head, and I'm like, Austin, what are you saying? I'm like, what? And you're like, you were, like, doing right. a thing with your hand and, like, moving your mouth. And <laughs> yeah. what it was was, like, I was just having conversation in my head, but it's so real and there and present for me. Right. That's like... Well, and when I'm walking alone, <laughs> I talk out loud a lot to myself. You know, I'll just talk out loud. Really? Um, See, I don't do that Or ever. I'll think and sub-vocalize, um, like what you're saying, you know. Um, like, yeah, what do, you, just, do you talk about just anything? Yeah, a lot of times. You know, huh. sometimes it's just like whatever topic, especially if I'm high, like whatever topic I'm thinking about, I enjoy talking about it out loud. I mean, I don't know. I guess I like the sound of my own voice, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's not great. But well, I mean, we're sitting <laughs> here staring into microphones with headphones listening on. listening to the sound of my own voice in, in my left ear. Um, yeah. You know, I talk, I don't know. I just, I've always liked talking out loud. When I was a kid, sometimes, especially when I was really upset, like my mom had been fucking awful or whatever and i was sent out like into the front yard to pick up some leaves or whatever um sometimes like i would talk to myself a lot but sometimes i would start singing um and i would like it's like really flowing always whenever i was emotional like that i would really i would like sing and be like writing these songs that had a nice melody and rhymed and sometimes i would try to write oh you were writing songs like in my head, just as I went, like it, they, yeah. they would just come to me whenever I was emotional, like that. And I, so I definitely like have written some poetry, although I don't really like to talk about that. But um, oh, I mean, I think y- you can throw a rock and hit a queer kid that's written poetry. Totally, I just don't. I mean, you know that part of myself, I like to. I mean, yeah, that's so, so fucking vulnerable. Because like yeah. when you're writing this, I I have journals of poetry. It's a pretty tortured written. kid. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of fucking embarrassing diaries out there. But I think that's you know that's a quintessential part of like being like a young queer kid is at least for now and probably for a while is that like angst but also that bad like how do you deal with those moments that bad queer po that poetry that you write yeah. or like you know those songs in your head or just like i was gonna say that stuff's like not as much about being queer as it was having a horrible mom but then oh no like, i know having a horrible mom turned me gay really so you know it's really awesome <laughs> <laughs> so just a couple peas in fight, the pod. Fight me on that. If anyone doesn't think my mom turned me gay, um, I will argue the points. Do you, why do you think your mom turned you gay? Well, first of all, you've you never know told my, me this. I mean, you've mentioned it like colloquially. Tra- well, yeah, like I joke about it, but I'm not kidding. Um, I know. I just never asked. Well, first of all, you know, my sister's also gay. Yeah. So that's part of it. My Empirically, s- we have proof. My parents had five children, three boys, two girls, and all of us exclusively date women. So there is that. Um, I just like, first of all, she's probably a little gay herself. So there's even her gene contribution is pretty gay. Um, but I think that being uh, like an emotionally abusive and and terrifying and sometimes physically abusive mom who like, I, w- I was very close with my mom until um, I was like five. But, uh, or yeah, until I was like six, I guess, because through kindergarten, like we were very, very close. I was, I was apparently a very cuddly baby. I just, all I ever wanted to do was be picked up. I would just put my arms out and be like, hold me now. And I was very, very cuddly. And so we, we were very close like that. And, um, you know, I was the last kid when, when the, my older four, my four older siblings, like 
you know, were off in school full time, quote unquote. Um, I was the last kid in kindergarten to be like half time. Like I was her little helper, you know, so Mm -hmm. we were just very close. And then my mom kind of went crazy when I was six. Um, she went back to grad school to get her master's in social work. And then right after that, she started working as a, as a, um, social worker. And, but basically she was very stressed and when she went to grad school and she snapped and like became a terrifying force in my life. But so I think at that critical age where, um, I like just kind of being ripped from her arms and then she became that so that I immediately like at the, at that age, like started having crushes on women and just wanting them to, like I called them mommy crushes eventually, you know, but I just, oh, I just adopted these women. And then as I, um, as I came into puberty, then they started nearing, getting closer to my age. Um, and then, you know, it, it started becoming sexual. And I'd always been pretty bisexual in my masturbatory, I mean, very bisexual in my masturbatory fantasies as a toddler. But you're you know? romantic and like but emotional romantic, attraction. Yeah, always, always women. And it's yeah. like, yeah, because I have a fucking mommy hole. Yeah. That needs to be filled. That needs to be filled. I'm not going to, just because of the sincerity <laughs> of that, I won't make a mommy hole. No, that's joke. a joke that I've told on stage a <laughs> times. It's not okay. sacred <laughs> or anything. Um, yeah. No, I used to say that about my ex-wife, like, because she was 10 years older. I was like, you know, she, some people think that age difference is too much, but, you know, I'm into it because she buys me everything, you know, and also she fills my mommy hole at least twice a week, so... That's my little oh. shout out to my ex-wife. <laughs> and your mommy. No. Did you know that that's a thing now? So like you, how there was a daddy, right? Yeah, Daddy's yeah. colloquial. There's now in the like lesbian world or I guess queer world, I guess sure. you can say uh, a mommy, M O M M I. It's probably like gay dudes calling each other mommy. No, I mean it's um, more. It's so it's like more directed towards daddy. like. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm sure other people use mommy, but like it's like white wine drinking, athleisure wearing. Oh. Like, I mean, all, it can take different forms, but it's like people who like it's like yeah, it's like I'm a fucking mommy, a soccer mommy. <laughs> I'm a, yeah, that's I mean, funny. I. I almost identify with that a little bit where it's like brunch mommy. <laughs> give me give me white wine uh-huh. and like uh a good book. That's funny. And uh <laughs> mommy. Yeah, I don't know. I have a just, very uh, uh strange relationship to the whole mommy issues thing. You know, it's kind of I mean it's kind of creepy and embarrassing, you know. Um to be I mean that's why it's funny, you know, but uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know about it, like exploring that purposefully sexually. You know what I mean? I don't think I could explore it sexually, right? Yeah. Like I identify with it more with like fun everyday activities as opposed to like call me mommy in bed. Yeah. That would get a little weird with me. Yeah. It's like, ooh, mommy. It's like, mm. Because mm. well, like, poppy, mommy. and here's I the thing, know. like I, I, I all the time be like, oh, mama needs a drink and like yeah. we'll go and get a drink. And sh- I do shit like that all the Referring time. To yourself as mama. Yeah. You know, yeah. But I don't want you to call me that in bed. It's more of like a fun thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of, of course, from the other perspective of what I want to call someone in my... bed. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, uh, that's, that's pretty. I mean, I've definitely called someone else that in bed. You've before. called someone mommy? Yeah. Like, oh, mommy. 
I get like you can make if you do that tone. It's not yeah. you, you know you're not taking it. Yeah, I'm not yeah. Be like oh, mommy. <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, and I think I've I definitely actually remember making jokes like that. You know, uh, in my very early lesbian days, because here you are sucking on each other's nipples, and you all yeah. talk about your mommy issues with each other, and you know, definitely made that joke. But it's it's not a good. It's not a. Fun it's just joke like the make. underwritten like thing where it's like, look, it's all crossed our mind one time, and you <laughs> just never, no, shut that out unless it. we're making someone else uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> well, then there's people who like go into like baby culture, so. Well, yeah. Yeah. So. That's a whole nother bag. Yeah, but I was thinking if you're like wearing a diaper and like sucking a nipple like like you're a baby, I mean, are those people saying mommy? Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. Of course. If, and you're, daddy. if you're in baby mode. And daddy. That, that. Like, are you like, doing like, baby voice? I mean, it varies from person mama, to person, but like, mama. there are like dad, <laughs> there are like female bodied people uh-huh. who take care of pe- little people, but like being called daddy still. Wait. So like there's like there's like someone there's like like if you were to take care of like a baby, you wouldn't want to be called mommy. You'd uh-huh. rather be called daddy. Sure. Or even if like let's say if fucking what's just a I don't know, if Sarah Silverman was like taking care of an adult baby, uh-huh. Sarah Silverman could be like, I want you to call me daddy and that person would be like, Down, sure, if that's what you want me to call. And that's a very common yeah. thing. It's like a female bodied like just pretty girl, but sure. like, call me daddy, and I'm no, gonna take yeah, that, care of for you. No, sh- yeah, for sure that. Because in that, I think in that type of like space, like the role play is so intense that it's like, and so kind of outside the everyday norm that like anything kind of goes right where it's yeah. not as big of a leap of like, you know, if you're just like having normal vanilla sex and like a pretty cis hat girl's like call me daddy, it's like, okay, sure, like for sure down that you're into that, but like it's still more of a mental leap than if like we're in this like space. That's already where disbelief is so suspended. Uh-huh. You can kind of, I think, more easily do things like that and slip into that, like, yeah, yeah, kind of like crossing over. Yeah, if you, I'm just, yeah, wondering how many people are using baby voices. Um, out of the whole community, mm-hmm. if I had to give a gander at it, I would say, like, are you defining a baby voice as just like altering your voice or like a specific stereotypical baby voice? That yeah. voice you're yeah. using. I would say only 20%. Okay, 20%. I think a solid 80% for sure change their voice, and then I think another 15% are probably nonverbal. Oh, yeah. You haven't learned words yet. Yeah. This is a six-month-old. Actually, wait. Let me redo that. I would say 70% change their voice, 15% nonverbal. I'm at 85, and then the other 15 are like at a, like an odd, like older talking age. So it's not necessarily a voice change, but it's like a bratty, like 10 year old. Well, hey, if you're listening and you're um, into being a baby or taking care of a baby uh, sexually or lifestyle wise, yeah, then there's both. Yeah, let us know what you're doing with your voice. I, do, I, I am actually like really interested to see if there are people who are. Um, or, you know, if we can hear from people who uh, call their person mommy or daddy in like a little baby voice and that's like a part of your thing. Because for me, that'd be such a weird thing for me to try to do because like my voice is already such a thing I've already thought about. Let me hear your baby voice. Just say, just say mama. Mama. <laughs> <laughs> but like. All right, don't do that ever again. You know what I mean? <laughs> Going that big dick, Mama. Oh, I'm just talking to your daddy. Come, and we can just 
<laughs> okay, that's over the top. <laughs> People are going to be uh, Mama like sending us Daddy? to the police. Daddy, what do you want me to do with Mama Vlog? You're okay. in me. Okay. Again, people, these are all adults in this scenario Mama, that Austin's you painting. you taste so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Mama, yeah. you, your milk is lube for Daddy. <laughs> anyway, um, well, uh, Austin's got a great baby voice if anyone's interested in no, taking her disturbing. on as a, as a baby. But I was going to say, I think it's I think it's a thing that I couldn't do seriously because like on stage, I've already had people like, you know, like you have a good, I have a naturally deep voice, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just not going to try and change that. Like if the hormones change it, awesome. But sure. like, you're not going to go like on purpose like this. No, I can't. I can't do I it. Can't live the amount way. of work Seriously. that it takes to like do everything else in my life to have to like fucking focus on my voice. Yeah. It's like also if I'm talking on stage, I don't want to have to learn to make that second nature. This is already Seriously. second nature to me, and this is how I know how to talk, right? Word. And so, but like sex is a thing where it's like, I for sure wouldn't want to have to bring that stress and of like, now I have to maintain a fucking voice. I think all if this. you just get in character, it becomes pretty method for people. I know, but I mean, I've got, I get super deep into sub headspace and like have done like puppy play. You get play. into character? I've done like puppy play and shit like that. And I've gotten really into that and I've gotten into that, mm-hmm. but that's nonverbal really. Like okay, that's like yeah. more soundish shit and like physical play. But if I was like trying to be like little and have like that voice like i don't think i could do it because it's I like I, yeah i think i could I would do be it. too i would be too worried about like word choice and like what uh, actually conveys this and like even if i did get lost in that headspace like speaking and like vocabulary is such an intricate part of like my functioning i think it'd take a lot to like get me that deep to where i dissociate from that yeah right? i just now i feel like curious to see if i could do it so i feel like i feel like i, I can know some this. people i can hook you up with some people if um, you want to if you can tell them that, like, I'm you probably hot... not going to have sex with them. No, but, no, like, that's I totally just... fine. But do you want, like, a, I know, like, some super hot, like, mommies. Uh, sure, yeah. Send me some pictures. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Let me, if, yeah, if, if I can uh, get get the an understanding that we're probably not going to have sex in this, yeah. I am curious to see about my baby method acting skills. Just like the more people we sleep with, the more people will listen to our podcast, probably. <laughs> so, out of spite or adoration, yeah, either we'll take it. Oh man, so I got damn, get... dude, I cannot believe I didn't think that I told her to listen to the podcast. Yeah, well, maybe she won't make it that far, <laughs> or she starts in the most recent episode, yeah, which that's would be the one. one, yeah, for sure. <laughs> fuck, well, fuck it, let's keep talking about. Here's I some... think that our pe- I think the people that we fuck are probably like uh, honored when we when they come up on the podcast. Oh, is the I truth. hope so. God bless yeah. y'all. You're keeping this going. Hey. Yeah, we're narcissists. You're narcissists. Let's all just do it. You know. So here's a question. Okay. Speaking of fucking, um, I I saw this whole motherfucking article about uh, scissoring. Okay. And it was essentially like, let's settle the debate on scissoring once and for all. It's so funny because I've heard. And people are like, it doesn't exist. It yeah. Doesn't. It's, it's like, like dude, if just... some of us say it exists, it exists. Yeah, like, we're not are, all lying. Y'all are fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. You could, the people, it's so funny. I mean, I like, there's, I was hearing a lesbian comic, two lesbian comics in the past couple of months have made fun of the idea that scissoring was real. And then I had to come up after them and be like, 
So scissoring's real. Um, don't listen to that other lesbian. She just hasn't discovered it yet. And y'all are missing out. And y'all, yeah, dude. So, because I, mean, I like hooking up with trans people and like other women, like for like fucking female which, body can we, women. Can we just say two penises scissoring is way more, you know what I mean? That's way more like scissor looking. You it is. Little, You're making the motion. Because <laughs> we do do that. You just like fucking rub dicks together mm-hmm. and just like yeah. grind on each other. And you usually do interlock legs also because it gives you like a better position of like yeah. leverage and like it's so funny. you can kind of like fuck each other's like inner thigh almost mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in like a nice little like warm like way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can't, I, that, that was the thing I was going to bring up. It, it blew my fucking mind it's amazing. In that people thought that it, like, how do you think like uh, most there, I get there's some sexual things you're like, there's no way anyone's done that. Or maybe one person has, yeah, yeah, yeah. but even then you're like, yeah, one person has done that. Be- that's why we know the name of it. I think how the fuck do you think scissoring has existed and has been made fun of? And it's not a real thing. And also just, how have you not just been like, why don't we try that? Right. I think they're just like, do you it, think it's someone's not going a to thing. pop out I don't the think camera? I think they they would would understand that uh, some lesbians have tried it, but I guess they think it's a very tiny amount, and I guess that they just think it's not a thing. And it's like, no, it's definitely a thing. Sad motherfuckers. But, you know, I mean, that's why, like, you know, what I say about it is is true, which is that I didn't know it was real until that South Park episode. And yeah. But... But you know, today you stopped being a sad, 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 sad little lesbian who didn't know about scissoring. And but the girlfriend of mine at the time, I think she, I was 21. She was like 24, I think. And she knew it was real already from, mm-hmm. I think, pre. I think I I asked her about it because I was like, did you discover it from South Park? Or <laughs> did, did, did they make it up and then we started doing it? Because that would have been fucking hilarious. But I think it uh, I think she said that she had been doing it pre. Yeah. South Park so I mean I don't know I want to you know do some research into who were the first scissorers you know I don't know I mean I knew about it but I I knew it being called tribbing tribbing right yeah and that's a newer term isn't it no well I mean that's what I heard before and then I saw scissoring afterwards I don't maybe I you know found out out of order I'm young enough that that could fucking happen I don't know but yeah I don't like even yeah even as a trans person it's like of course like even like with like vagina having people yeah We'll like fucking like I'll like flip my dick down flat and like even if it's not fully hard and like kind of grind and scissor. Yeah, well, you know, and what like is, there's like all different versions of scissor. Like it's in totally. the Kama Sutra. Yeah, like, why that, yeah, can't it's you in just... the Kama Sutra for sure. And and I was thinking about it because you know like these lesbians like we all you know had been asked throughout throughout high school or college or whenever you're coming out like. Hey, how does uh, so how does lesbian sex even work? You know, and so these girls are probably indignantly like. Oh, come on. You just want me, you know, I don't have to tell you how it works. You know how it works. And it's like, bitch, you don't even know how it works, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, no, it's a, it's a, always been a legit question. How does lesbian sex work? And it's like, you just try everything you could possibly <laughs> well, think of. when you expand your definition of sex. <laughs> you just start throwing shit at the wall. The world is your oyster. Until you give up masturbating next to each other and fall asleep. You know, that's lesbian sex. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's the best sex ever. Though. You it's just fuck best, for a though. long time. You, fuck, like, you make yourselves crazy, and then you either come with your tongues or you, like, you know, masturbate. And then, you know, and masturbation. I, mean, I do that a lot because it's like a lot of times it takes me a lot to get off now, especially. Yeah. And so it's just like, let's fuck forever because I can fuck for so long so without long, coming. And right. then it's like, oh my God, it's like, you want to come? It's like, yeah. And I'm and the best off. at making me come. And then with yeah. all of that build up and this other person there, whatever, it's like, I come it's so, so hard. Also, yeah. I like getting watched while I masturbate. Totally. Like, that's super so it's that hot. dynamic to it. Yeah, they're getting off on you like, fuck yeah, yeah, you like what I'm doing. Yeah, it's like, of course I'm jealous. Like I would love to be able to, you know, 
have penis vagina sex or whatever but like what we do when we do it right is like a masterpiece mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah this is pretty great oh i know well yeah you know you've you've seen the ways of the I've, lesbians i've you've, seen you've it entered firsthand our, you've entered our our world mm-hmm. yep <laughs> yeah you think there's a female version of blue balls oh yeah for sure i mean i don't know if it's like the exact type of pain right like a pain equivalent but i think there's got to be some sort of just like similar thing where like if you like let's say like really fucking like stimulated somebody and like got like a bunch of blood flow and like maybe even like used a pump and like pumped their pussy up or something and like okay, got a bunch of blood down there and then just like stopped that yeah then there would be like an aching sensation right which is essentially like blue balls is like your balls getting swollen and heavy and like blood kind of like rushing and like getting ready to come and ejaculate and then just like that sensation being cut i've definitely been sickened i've definitely been sickened by not coming after enough (laughs) we're not talking existentially aerial no yeah (laughs) but but also because like sometimes if you your body you can get like confused about do i have to pee or not like i just have such a situation and i'm that's when you just pee and see what happens well i i I don't know i don't like going to the restroom if i don't have to pee because then if i push then you can like give yourself a like bladder issue all day anyway um but you know i don't know anyway i yeah it's uh, yeah i don't really know what's having blue balls is like so it's hard for me to say whether it's even comparable but i mean thankfully i've i've experienced it a few times but not many I usually mm-hmm. will just masturbate in a car or something if I like have to right. leave quickly or like something happens. It's like, all right, well, I'm fixing to fucking just take care of this. Yeah, it's harder. It's harder for me. The, the worst is when you have to if you can't do it in the parking lot and then you have to drive home. Yeah, and then like it really sets in on the way home. And you're just right. like, oh, oh. <laughs> I just like I feel like in my kidneys. You know what? I wonder if I would get blue balls less now. Probably, right? Because there's oh, less man. like semen filling up your. That is going to be the worst thing to figure out. Yeah. I'm going to have to try. I'm going to have to find someone on like Tinder or something like, hey, very specific request. (laughs) I need you to try and fuck the shit out of me, but then don't. (laughs) Yeah. um, And then we're going to. There's probably a blue balls community. uh, Oh, yeah. Orgasm denial is a huge thing. Oh, yeah. There you go. Orgasm denial. I mean, I do have like a cock cage, like a chastity cage. But you like those things that like make it all swollen and no no i mean if you get hard your balls kind of swell but like that's mm-hmm. a cock ring that like helps blood stay in your dick oh. a cock cage is like a cage you put over your cock and like lock put a lock on and then you can't get hard or like touch your dick in like a meaningful way because it's like this hard Funny. shell plastic shell and okay. like locks around your balls so you can't like get off i mean you can like i could like use a magic wand vibrator on my dick well, I'm wearing that and come probably, but it might be a little painful, but like, but like Chad, orgasm denial and chastity and shit like that is huge, right, right, especially right. with true. men, not like sure. women. There is a population, but men, there's a, there's like fucking infinite permutations of like male chastity. Gotcha. Like when we were talking about adult babies earlier, mm-hmm. huge in that community, having to wear like a cock cage and a diaper or like, uh, yeah, that's, that's the, just how I feel the most like a baby is when I have a cock cage on. Well, there's mm-hmm. like a whole thing called sissification where like masculine mm-hmm. men like to be sissified, right? right. Like, 
and then it can like go as far as like the ABDL stuff and ABDL adult baby diaper uh, lover. Oh right, ABDL. Um, yeah, and then also the cock cages uh, are a big thing like in just the traditional like dom subby communities, right? So mm-hmm. like, if you're a fucking mistress or a dominatrix or whatever, and you want to control your dude, you put him in a little cock cage and don't let him come until he uh, deserves it. Mm-hmm. And he may never deserve it. Um, a little cock cage. Yeah, I used to do this panel uh, at Texas State for like a BDSM and like uh, kink panel. For sure. In a lifestyle community class or yeah. lifestyle and sexuality class or something like uh, that. I'm familiar with this panel, yes. Yeah, and uh, one of the girls that did it with me, she has like, for example, like a sub who uh, is like in chastity 24-7 and uh-huh. he can only take his like thing off once a week and like wash it for hygiene and then he has to put it back on. Is that on. how often men are washing their dicks? No, 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 no. Just this Just guy. This I mean, guy. he's washing it also, but he has to take it off and give it cuz like thorough, water can go through it. So it's clean. metal. I see, I see. And like, you know, very like large Does holes he get to come it. during the washing time? I mean, I don't know. I didn't ask the specifics of that. Oh. I mean, I'm assuming he only comes when she allows him to. Right. Okay. Um <laughs> So yeah, you know. Adorable blue balls i guess they call it that because like your balls get kind of blue i assume so it's like, like so the red, blood like rushes blue. yeah yeah Ugh. i hadn't thought about blue balls in years good problem to have yeah <laughs> to each their own i guess but Ugh. i mean not thinking of it in years i mean i thought i've been th- i've been thinking about cutting off my balls since i was 14 right so mm-hmm, just cut them yeah, I remember the first time I thought about it, this girl in Bonham was talking about how they were like castrating these goats by putting rubber bands around their balls and their dicks mm-hmm. until they just fell off. And I was just like, hmm. Interesting. I wonder. Interesting. I was like, I can never get away with that. I can never. <laughs> what if I just accidentally put some rubber balls? I tell them it's a sex thing. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll let me know if you ever do. Um, do, they t- do, do they sometimes just cut them off and leave the penises? Is that an option? Yeah, it's called an orchiectomy, I think is how it's pronounced, but it's like where it's just the removal of the testicles. Like a lot some people will do that in preparation for getting bottom surgery, so mm-hmm. they will like go and just have the balls removed beforehand because one like having testicles does like help produce testosterone mm-hmm. and so it will just like increase feminization. Right. And like really like hinder like the production of testosterone. Yeah, and I guess also, if you cut your balls makes, off, you're you're probably not going to have as you're probably not going to get an erection either. Like yeah. it's probably going to be almost impossible to get an erection. So I was and just then, wondering if there was any way, like maybe there's a medical condition where people cut their balls off, where like if I wanted to try having sex with a guy, I could find a guy who was ballless. But and so no, it's like no, no, not going to happen. Dream won't come true. Vasectomy girl. I just get a vasec- no. Have a I guy mean, that has a the, the idea would be to like not see those balls. Oh, ever. you just don't want to see them. Yeah. Oh yeah no. Yeah. Well. But yeah. I don't know. A lot of people recommend, this is just random factoids about orchiectomies or whatever the fuck they're called. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you like get it done with the same doctor that you get your bottom surgery done in case they're like, there's a scar in a place that the other doctor wants to make an incision and it like damages the integrity of that skin. So like you want to have it done by the same person gotcha. so they can pre-plan ahead where they're like going to be cutting. Gotcha. I saw this thing where a 
uh, ex-NFL player was being given a bunch of shit because he took a picture with his daughter and her prom date where he is standing in between them with his arm around his daughter holding a pistol, right? Here's the thing. Hmm. The cu- the kids have been dating for like a year and a half. Okay? Mm-hmm. In the picture, her face is like, <coughs> it looks almost posed where like he's staring straight ahead real intense. She's looking at, up at him like, oh, dad. And like he's standing next to him like, mm, oh, shucks, he kind of, right? Uh-huh. The kids knew he was doing this. It wasn't like he just showed up with a pistol. And it, even afterwards, he was like, hey, I did this as a joke. Like, I was not trying to make light of gun issues. Um, yeah. I'm a responsible gun owner. It wasn't loaded. There wasn't a clip in the gun. He wasn't, like, pointing it. It was just like he was right. holding it down, right? Yeah. Everything about this is on the up. He's an ex-NFL player. He doesn't even play in the fucking NFL anymore. He's yeah. not even an active player. And people are losing their fucking minds over this. Why? We're not allowed to take any pictures with guns anymore? Well, no. It's just, like, the idea of, like, being, like, this uh, sexist stereotype and, like, flaunting a gun amidst all these shootings of, like, yeah, I'll fucking kill this kid yeah, if but, he like, fucks my daughter. Yeah, but, like, we're always going to be in the midst of all these shootings. So, like, I, you're basically saying he could never, yeah, take a picture with a gun. Well, not only that, but it's just, like... The fact, the thing that pissed me off was like, it's clearly a joke. Right. It's clearly a play on an, the oldest fucking joke in the book of right. like, you know, going to prom, getting my gun. I'll shoot my. But then also, yeah. this dude's a John Cena looking motherfucker, and that movie Blockers just came out mm-hmm. about like those parents trying to stop their like girls from having sex, and it was right. like an amazingly sex positive fucking awesome movie. Right. And no one can like draw the correlation of like. Do you not think that this dude like saw He's this and thought it would be ideas. like a funny like yeah. picture? Does he now need to write six paragraphs explaining this like funny kind of like little thing that he did? Right. Can we not all just like grow a little bit of emotional awareness and like fucking look at this for two <sighs> seconds? Yeah. Like, What's wrong with people? I agree. It just ruined a great joke. Like I saw it and I, my first thought was like, oh, that's funny. And then I saw the article attached. It was like, look how what? wrong this is. It's like, yeah. oh, Jesus Christ. They're well, at it again. That, yeah. It's like, good Lord. Who decided this was the thing that we were going to, the cross we're going to die on today? You know? Because it's, here's the thing that I think made me so angry is it's hitting so many different sections. It's hitting people who are pissed about guns. Mm-hmm. It's hitting all the feminists that are like, it's such a sexy stereotype. And it's like, uh, it's like of he didn't course endorse it is. the stereotype. Yeah. He played with it. Yeah. It's all, it's actually kind of assumptive of you to assume that he's attempting to enforce it right. based on his profession and his look and not that right. like he's doing it in jest and that it's like, yeah, obviously, do you not see how his daughter and that dude look in it? Like, it's not like he just like walked up, was like, back the fuck up, boy. Right. Like, no, he was like, that was a planned photo. They're in on that it. was, yeah. Yeah. So it's not like this guy is, yeah. Yeah. Why do you, why do people have to do that though? <sighs> because manufacturing outrage has become profitable for some people in various ways. Jesus, it's just like, you know, it's taken uh, laughing, just making it not fun. Uh, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. <coughs> okay. <coughs> and what is the point of life if it's not fun? You know, you can want people to like prosper and have enough food and shelter and lack of disease and whatever access to jobs and healthcare, but like, yeah, if we're not having fun, there's really no point in even being alive. Like, I just don't, I don't see what these people's end goal is. Hmm. To have the tightest asshole ever. Tightest asshole. Hey, which I appreciate that. If this has all been a kink thing, you know, Oh my ass.
muscles so tight. They just they're just ask they're bratting us. Is what they're all doing? Yeah. They're asking. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they all want to be. They all want to be domed. Oh man, That's all this is. <laughs> Dude, I thought about it. It's like, man, I think we might have already talked about this, but it must suck to have a tight asshole. Well, I mean, it depends on what all you're trying to do with it, but. Yeah, I mean. No, I think that's a pretty universal statement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you mean just like literally a tight asshole, though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What benefit do I you get? From I guess that? I don't really know. None. How tight you're talking about? Or... Unless you specifically like the feeling of your asshole being ripped apart, there's no benefit of having a tight asshole. Well, like I mean, I'm not saying you need to have like a prolapsed asshole or like a giant like ripped open asshole, but you for sure like would benefit from like a can easily and casually stick a couple fingers in it at the same time, asshole. Well, I guess the argument would be that for the top person, they might prefer the feeling of a tighter asshole, but I don't know much about that. Dude, assholes are so muscular and resilient. Uh Unless you've done some serious work on it, and even then, it's still going to be nice and tight. I mean, this is coming from someone who bleeds from your asshole regularly, right? No, not regularly. Just mm. if I like get a little ambitious okay. and don't warm up. And if you don't warm up, right? Yeah, it's like if you like regularly run marathons, but one day you decide to run a marathon without having done one in you're three right. months yeah, or, yeah, or stretched. Or yeah, you're fucked. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how tight my asshole is. So now I don't know if you're. You know, if I should feel. Well, let me talk to this girl you're talking to <laughs> yeah. i'll give her a little homework be like hey little, look nothing yeah. weird but just <laughs> I if, have some see, assignments. ask first but see just slip a finger in and see what her reaction is i'll give you three or four reactions right now you tell me which one it's closest to okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if it's like uh, like okay, all right okay okay it's okay, like, okay. <laughs> like oh that lets us know different things you know yeah anyway one through three uh, and uh are all Okay, well, we'll see. Uh, or if or option four, which I'm feeling is the real one, is just like a, mm-mm, no, uh-uh. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. This is going to be cool. <laughs> hey, y'all. Uh, I don't know what y'all are doing Friday, but I know where Ariel and I will be. We will be at... Ariel's show off script, uh, which is a heckling and courage show. It's a show where you can come and yell horrible shit at me and other comedians if you want. Yeah, or you can yell questions or commentaries. It doesn't have to be horrible shit, but we welcome horrible shit if it's funny. I've just never done the show and genuinely gotten heckled. Really? We'll no. get you heckled this time. I mean, hopefully. Hopefully we'll get heckled by some fans. Hey, it's at 930 at the Fallout Theater on Friday, May 4th, and it is... $10 at the door and it's $7 online plus an event bite fee so it's like $8.20 online but not only do you save money but it has been selling out the last several months so if you want to come buy your tickets now and you get a free gourmet pizza from That's Real Comedy if you come to the show so it's a really great deal oh what's up I've yeah. had that pizza and it is delicious it's so good there's also prizes for the best heckler uh, of every comic and I like to give out prizes to people who come and sit in the front row so if you're the kind of person who's fun don't if don't sit in the front row if you're not fun 
Yeah. But if you're fun, come sit in the front row. If you're not going to laugh or smile, and if you're being dragged to this thing on a date, or you're feeling like you're on a shit date and you can't get out of it, sit in the fucking back. Like, I don't want to try and make you happy and smile. I want to look at some motherfuckers that are happy. And you know what? We know our listeners are fucking happy. That's why you listen to us. We're, We're a cheerful bunch. And you should come out and show us that in public. And then, again... Heckle the fuck out of us. Yeah, some of the prizes in the prize basket include my old clothes that I'm getting rid of. So if you want some of my old clothes, <laughs> come sit at the front and or do a good job heckling the comics. And where was that again, Ariel? You want to at tell us Fallout again? At the Fallout Theater on May 4th at 9.30. Buy tickets. If you want to buy tickets, you can just go to my website, arielnorman.com, A-R-I-E-L-L-E-N-O-R-M-A-N.com. Click on the off script link and go buy some tickets. Uh, I read the article that was about how gay bars are disappearing all over the country because of gentrification, as well as the idea that we don't really need them as much anymore to to find people to hook up with. And so we're just not patronizing them as much and what that might mean for us. And it was also touching on the idea that like we've kind of lost queer culture because we've um, gone kind of mainstream or embraced mainstream stuff and maybe that worked to help us get gay marriage but there was always this countercultural element to gay bars that you know was very I guess sex positive and um, just rebellious and anti-establishment or or whatever um, and that he was the author was um, I, sh- I should say they because I don't know um, they were arguing that perhaps um, uh, there's something valuable about continuing to be queer um, and embracing and embracing that, that we're maybe kind of losing. I don't know. So my hot take, mm-hmm. just quick hot take. Well, mm-hmm. I guess it's going to devolve into not quick. Sure. Is that like, yeah, all that's happening. And yeah, that all seems true from this old-ass queer's perspective. I'm assuming they're old. I don't know. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. It's just like what I like basic take on like that occurrence, yeah. right? Like it was a very well-written article and it, it seemed like there was more informative than like editorial. Yeah, order. but here's the thing is that like, but it's just like, <laughs> it's it seems like the answer is kind of obvious and in front of that person's face. Like he's talking about how radical and crazy queer bars were and gay bars were mm-hmm. really for like what they did and what they brought into culture and that like gay culture is now mainstream it's like no it's not like you're that version that the country fell in love with is now mainstream right. we've abandoned the gay bars because they're no longer that revolutionary right. front yeah you're right we have done that we've moved on to other, other fronts yeah. that's the thing that he doesn't or they don't really like bring up or really put forward in that article is that like yeah, there's a reason those aren't like the main like right. forefront of what we're doing. We're doing other shit now. We're on to bigger, better things. Yeah, like, it's like we don't we don't need that culture. Yeah, we don't need to fight for that culture anymore. There's not enough people who really just want to go dance to pop or just drink with each other. Like we all well, not, have found more niche ways to meet or to connect with each other or to like fuck up like things that we don't like. And mm-hmm. also, here's the other things mm-hmm. like 
they're like, oh, now they just took that from us and like this thing that was once ours and we hold dear, they've like taken it and co-opted. It's like, yeah, did you see what happened to all of like hip hop mm. and like all of like black culture like over right. the last, like, yeah, that's yeah, what, to the club. that's yeah, what yeah, yeah, happens. Yeah. And no, you know what they did? They moved on to other you shit evolve. and they're doing cooler, better shit. Right. That's what we need to do and are doing now, right? Yeah, yeah. But that art, yeah, that article, like I was at first when I was reading it, I had an emotional shift as I was going over it because at first I was on the side. I was like, yeah, you're right. That is happening. And then halfway through, I was like, wait, this sounds old as fuck. Yeah. This sounds like stupid as fuck. It's It's very nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah. Sad motherfuckers. Right. And just like, yeah, well, dude, you're getting older. It's what happens. (laughs) Like, you know. But I mean, I get it. It's no longer relevant. Yeah. And I get it. And we're always going to bemoan the the past. And it's it's probably good to reflect on that um, sometimes, you know, what what has changed. And I just, I I value just like hearing from him. But I agree. It's like, yeah, it's just, it's just changed. Do we need to like meet at gay bars? That was always about, we, we could, we didn't know how to find each other to fuck. And we had to find each other to hook up and make friends and fuck and whatever. And there's like a lot of other ways besides, because we always made fun of straight people. Oh, you met her at a bar or whatever. It's like, there's a reason for that because it implies that maybe you don't have that much in common, you know? Um, and you, it's just more of a physical thing that that's what it started from. And there's like really cool and, and gay people, I think have a more propensity than anybody or queer people, you know, to, to do weird shit using the internet. Cause we're, I don't know, some of us are Asperger'sy and much better online than in person. And Well, not just that, but it's also easier to like, easily identify what you're looking for like we're already a niche like group of folk and we're looking for even nicher things in that number right we need better search algorithms than going to your fucking name but but even early days of fucking like chat forums you can be like Mm -hmm. here's what i want Mm -hmm. i'm gonna type it out for you and Mm -hmm. someone's like holy shit me too Mm -hmm. let's meet up in fucking waller creek park you know word (laughs) (laughs) for example for example Want to go cruising? Walla Creek Park has some creepos. It's not safe. Oh, man. Whatever happened to that? Um, some gay guy was showing me a uh, website that was all about how you how gay dudes find hookup spots, glory holes, um, baths, or whatever. I mean, yeah, there's tons of websites that have, like, lists and local listings of, oh, like, man. where you can go to, like, bath towels and, yeah. Because there were people, like I think it was, like, people would leave reviews of the locations, and some of them were just, like, really great man-on-man erotica <laughs> for me. So, uh, I wanted to find that, but I can't remember what the URL is, so maybe you can show me one. We can find something. Okay. Yeah. It was pretty hot. Yeah. But that's one thing that I've really been enjoying about, uh being on tinder and things like this that i didn't get to indulge in like when i was in a relationship is like being part of like a queer kind of cruising culture Mm. like that's a thing that i that's a culture i really kind of enjoy and like i enjoy the camaraderie in it like there are just kind of like a group of people just looking to hook up yeah and like if you're of a certain demographic and a certain persuasion and a certain whatever you kind of just find yourself within a group of probably like you know 300 people Mm -hmm. 500 people in a city okay right like at least like for me like just using tinder like i have like 400 matches or something like Uh that that i just kind of scroll through and dick around with okay uh and like oh yeah Uh and so it's just like and like that's just like off casually like over a year or so like not even year like even before uh my last relationship like they just save from there but those people like if i message them more often than not are still interested yeah right yeah Mm -hmm. and so 
you just see like kind of like a community of like people in Austin just kind of looking to hook up. Like some mm-hmm. people like, you know, obviously get out real quick where it's like, oh no, I found someone I, I should not be on here anymore. Yeah. But like, I like that just kind of the art of the hookup, the art of the yeah. one that like, cause it doesn't have to be a shitty experience. Like I like having like a good fun, like, Hey, like, what do you want to do? Let's have like a drink. Let's go get a thing. Let's do a thing. Let's come back, meet my adorable puppy. This is Ellie. I feel about that. You want to like, listen to a record? So I've turned those things on a little bit when I've been out of town, you know, just kind of toying around with it. I haven't met anyone from them. I don't yeah. really follow up as much, you know, but like, um, you know, I've talked to a few people in there a little bit and they just kind of, you know, um, but it feels to me like, like hookup culture feels like watching people play this double dutch game and y'all are all just jumping in there and me being like oh god i don't know if i want to jump into that because like i'm just very nervous about um sex with people so like the idea of like always going like with the with the assumption we're probably going to have sex like i don't really you know what i mean i have no idea what that would be like for me really well i would first clarify with like it's not that we're probably gonna have sex mm-hmm. it's that like i'm fixing to see if i'm going to have sex Ooh, well that's you. a good point yeah but you so, are assessing that yeah but it's just like it, but you go into it going like you know what i, I want to have sex like i'm in a place where i feel like i want to have sex with somebody uh-huh. i think you're like attractive to enough to where i could like get into like hey we're gonna like do this for a time mm-hmm. i'm gonna go meet you at some place in time and, like, just talk to you for a little bit. I'm not trying to get to know you super well, but I want to talk to you. And, like, can you just talk to me and hang out? Are we going to be able to talk after we fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, that's my biggest thing is beforehand when we're talking, I'm trying to see if, like, it's going to be weird afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to, like, be there get that. afterwards and be like, oh, Jesus, man, we can't do anything cool. Like, we can't even, like, sit and watch something and, like, mellow out for a minute, right? Yeah. So you assess that. And then afterwards, it's like, okay, you know what? still horny you're not a horrible person you want to just go fool around and kind of let yourself get lost in that little moment mm-hmm. and just like okay we're just gonna fool around yeah well i mean because here's the thing you you never have to see the person again th- right you can, if you don't want to yeah no yeah and i just uh i you know i'm just warming up anyway oh yeah I know. In, in the, uh, i'm just whole, giving you some pro pro um, tips here well for for the listeners who don't know i guess um so I've been in relationships back to back for five and a half years and I'm newly single. And I, I have not been single since, um, the really like, uh, Tinder and all that kind of stuff Did were, not ba- exist. were basically coming out when I was, um, getting into the, the first marriage. Um, it was like right then the exact yeah. time. So I never really got on those. I, I it was, we were still kind of being like, eh, I don't want to, I'll eventually download it. I'm sure. But I don't want to be one of the first people to download it or whatever, you know? Um, <laughs> anyway, so okay. Cupid is basically the only dating site I had ever used. Oh man, I've never done any of those. Yeah. Well, there was a time when it kind of made sense at that age. Anyway. Um, and so, so yeah, so I haven't used any of those things and, uh, I also started doing comedy a little over four years ago, so that I, I'm at the most confident and really like I, I feel the most attractive and valuable on the sexual marketplace than I've ever felt. Same. And yeah, and so now also like newly single in this day and age, it's like, 
Oh, Jesus Christ, what a is about to happen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A whole fantastic <laughs> point of uh-huh. pussy. So, okay. That was awful. But, <laughs> I know. Um, Isn't it great? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, it's an exciting time here at Gender Fluids, isn't it? It is. You know? <laughs> I feel like we just have to be careful not to let this devolve into, like, Austin Ariel's <laughs> talking about fucking. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, if it does a little bit, I think it's fine. No, it's all good. You can you can together <laughs> how much fucking you want in here. Oh man. So consensus on losing gay bars, Lucy and Tobaccia, there'll still be some. Make a fucking better gay bar, dude. If you if you I want I mean that is the point that they brought up that was so fucking good. It's yeah. like it seems like the same old rehashed like Yeah, no one's trying that hard. You thought you had a sure thing, I guess, and now you're like, oh man, we should just be able to exist. Like, no, fucking have better beers, have better prices, have better entertainment, like put some fucking work into it and and make your business thrive. You know, I would love there to be awesome gay bars. I'm not going to go support you just because you're a gay bar, but if there was an awesome lesbian bar that was so fun to hang out in that I loved, you know, I would go to that all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a huge fan. There's, it's we don't really have one in Austin. Honestly, can we start a lesbian bar made out of U-Haul trucks called We Haul? <laughs> sure, <laughs> that shit would pop. Well, it would pop. It would be a fun way to to come out. You know, to start, and then uh, we would have to have out. we can have comedy shows and music. It's, it would be so easy to have like a much more fun. I don't know. I mean, we have a place here in Austin, but it's just not really my vibe most of the time. Wait, there's a lesbian bar? No, I'm just like, we have Cheer Up Charlie's, which is the closest thing there is to a lesbian oh, yeah. bar. But it's not really a lesbian bar at all. Um, no, it's just a queer bar. It's just like it has a vegan food truck out front. So it's like not really my kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not really. <laughs> I like that place. I, I've, I've had a lot of fun times there. I've done some great comedy things there. But like, I just want, I want the kind of lesbian bar that that has a real meat, no vegan option food truck out front. Oh yeah, that'd you know be sexy. I mean? Yeah, fucking. <laughs> oh, one can dream. If you want to start a lesbian bar here in Austin, and you, um, you need someone to run it, and or you're like have not a vision board for it, like you're not like super cool and you're super into vegans. Let's just put it that way. You know what I mean? You're. Uh, let me know. You tolerate vegans like a Baptist grandmother tolerates her gay son. Exactly. If that's right? how you feel about the vegans, as I do, <laughs> then we're good. Then, yeah, I would think we well, could. You're we're there, good, but we're not going to talk about what you're, what's going on with you right now. <laughs> we're just going to leave it at that. Vegans, are, it's not that we won't like, well, that would be fun if it said no vegans allowed, just a lesbian bar, no, no vegans, vegans allowed. allowed. Fuck yeah, dude. I feel like we would get some awesome people. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Where do all my friends hang out? Oh, at No Vegans Allowed. Wait, that's the name of the bar? Yeah. Must have. <laughs> I wanted there to be like some kind of meter on the wall about how much bush you have. You know? Like must have this little bush. To, I don't know. No, I no, no. Know. I'm not being part of any bar that has pubic hair restrictions, man. I want I it want all. there to be like a range. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm fine to have people mark themselves. What if it was but... more like, what if it was like one of those things with a hammer that you hit and it's like how much bush do you have? <laughs> <laughs> you try to see it. <laughs> Like there's implying that there's a direct correlation between strength and amount of pubic hair. Uh, much I mean, there is. Delights me. I, there, I probably is a pretty. It's I, there's definitely a positive correlation. Like the girls who are getting full Brazilians, <laughs> like most of them are not. Like 
I don't know. I think maybe you have some girls that go in full Brazilians. There are like some bad bitches. I'm not that saying are there like, are not exceptions. Ugh! And those exceptions are super hot. And I would love to talk to those exceptions. I'm into you. But I'm saying for the most part, pretty weak people. The Brazilians. God, I just want to now have like a compilation video of all the times you get your ass beat by some like ball pussy like woman yeah. after a show. Just like, think I'm not fucking. F- I don't think you're strong enough to <laughs> to to dominate me anyway. So you know. that's hot. <laughs> yeah, you're just gonna get your ass beat. You are a masochist at heart. You want to hide no. it, but I don't. What do I ever hide being a masochist? What have I ever hidden being a masochist? Maybe I, that's just me. Yeah, you just assume I would hide things. I don't hide things that much. What well, I thought because no, I'm like sexually inhibited wanted, doesn't mean. No, but I thought you wanted to be the one like fucking all the like dudes like in the fantasies, and therefore hmm? like you like want me fucking dudes in fantasies. Yeah, like in your non-consensual shit. Oh, like, most of the time I'm the bottom in those. Oh, really? You never told me that. I I just would assume you would assume that. Well, no, because you like. I mean, I the top part is also fun. Um, I mean, I do toggle back and forth in that in my mind, but I'm definitely like, I, generally in my fantasies, I'm the bottom. Yeah, I guess I just assumed you wanted to be the top because you were more masculine. I mean, at least for I me, know, like, it's a fucking stereotype. But but for me, like, <laughs> everybody but you describe the fucking... parts equally. When I describe shit, I'm like, they're fucking me. I think I have a little. Way. You're right. No, I do, I am a little bit closeted about it. That's true. Um, I will kind of, I, but I'm, it's something I've been coming out about, like to myself <laughs> and 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 others. Um, it's just like a, it's a process. Coming yeah, out. you're fix, you're owning your power bottomness. Mm-hmm. We're coming back around now. We're mm-hmm. fucking circling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, but then I'm also like never sure I want to completely commit. I mean, it does feel like, you know, like calling yourself gay or you don't or have trans to commit whatever, to it. But you, you know can... what I mean? Yeah. It's like you. Um, you can be not a power bottom and also do other shit as well. But yeah, it's just it's definitely something I want to explore because it's definitely a huge part of my sexuality. Like whatever else you can say about my sexuality, it's definitely a huge part of my sexuality. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think I have some range, hopefully, <laughs> in there. <laughs> Evidence is, is still on the fence. But I am versatile. <laughs> yeah. I know everyone. Everyone assumes everyone's versatile, and you're just like, I mean, I I'm sure it would be really inconvenient. If I wasn't, but I, yeah, I don't know. I have some issues <laughs> to work out. Ugh, I can't believe I have to miss therapy this week. So many things to talk to her. You can call me a faggot all you want, Austin. Uh, okay. So, you like getting called faggot sexually? Have we ever talked about that? No, we haven't. No, I don't. Oh, I would. <laughs> no, it's never. I'm not. I I've never been super into verbal degradation. Mm. Jesus, I just slurred that. I am have been. I'm on my third beer, and I haven't had dinner yet. So, well, verbal degradation. Degradation. I mean, I, I like it in my head certainly but only like i'm very particular about it because yeah. a lot of words will just be a turn off so like if you do the wrong words at all i'm like nope but if you get the right, exact right words it's like yay yes. excellent well that's my thing it's like yeah if i'm writing if i'm getting off and like i'm writing the script in my head hell yeah like right. i like this person dirty so you, talking to me because i can conduct i can write that script right. but i mean that's do I you think give I've, people a list of words that are on the yes list or no? You know? No, I don't. I mean, I think most people... I should... A, you know how there's like the fish you should eat and the fish you shouldn't eat? You make a little <laughs> pamphlet that are like, hey, here are my sex words. This here is what are my I want. sex turn-offs. Yeah. No, I mean, I... 
my one of the big pet peeve of mine is like when I tell someone to say something and then they say it and I'm like, hell yeah. And then they go off script. And I'm like, motherfuck, I did not add that to your repertoire. That's not what I said. I think I've said, I've, I've said this to so many people. I think yeah. I've said it on here before. Like, yeah. Like if I tell you like, yeah, I like that. Like, unless I say something else, like bitch, just keep to the script. Yeah. Like I'm a, I'm focusing on that one word because you're right now you're playing a character in my right. head and that's your only line. And I'm right. monologuing off that in my mind. Right. Right. Like, yeah, it's, a, it's such a good point. Has anyone ever done it and actually successfully been a good character in your oh, movie? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I just am deterring or like trying to deter people from doing that with me because most people don't do well. Right. But there are, of course, are people who like, I mean, if you know what the fuck you're doing right. and like you're good at it, like, hell yeah. See, but that's like, pretty great. Yeah. I mean, but there is nothing worse than someone who thinks they know what they're doing oh, and, and they, they get just it wrong. Don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just like, what it's over. Mm. So like, it's like, no, you're reciting your own porn fantasy right now. You're not just stay, stick to the classics. Yeah. yeah. Stick to the classics and contextualize it with what we're doing. That's mm-hmm. all we need. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm not, yeah, I'm not into getting called faggot or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, it would, if someone did it, it wouldn't like offend me and mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, oh, I can't believe it. Stop what we're doing. Yeah. I would be. I would probably laugh. Like, yeah, you want me to fuck you, faggot? I'd be like, <laughs> what? Well, I feel like I have so much like internalized homophobia and transphobia pointed toward myself that like it's just like the perfect encapsulation of like of all of, of my stuff. To be, uh, yeah. So you're not I mean, even the type makes... of boy you want to be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, of course, that is my spot. Like, uh, that's great. <laughs> Well, that's what I talk. You know, it's like, yeah, if I transitioned, I'd be a little gay boy. So uh, can't have that. And then you would like it even more. You're like, I am one. You're right. Yeah. Well, let's keep it. To I, I use my baby voice there for a second. Oh God, yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's worth also kind of. Too many it's also kind of my Ellie voice. Like I use that for Ellie a lot of sure. times. And your sex voice and your Ellie voice. It's really on purpose. Yeah. It's like my multi-tool of voices. Mm-hmm. It's like how Louis C.K. <laughs> has one voice. <laughs> that's yours. No. I, I have different voices. I'm kidding. Uh, speaking of different voices, mm-hmm. you ready to pick up with Shane Battier? Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I have gotten a request from a listener that we continue this. Of course, it's a girl that I'm talking to, which is turned on by it weirdly. <laughs> semi confused by her arousal of this scenario. <laughs> what really hell yeah (laughs) oh oh, i'm just tipsy enough for this This is gonna be fun i I might need to get another beer in the middle maybe i need a beer shit yeah go get one go get two well yeah i'll need another i have a koozie from your wedding up there if you want one (laughs) yeah dude um look uh, behind the wicker basket in the case of ramen that's where all my koozies are well, I might need to smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Well, not. Let's I'm, do it in a minute. No, I'm going to do it during it. I'm oh, 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 right, right, right. Which is still legal, folks, to smoke in your own home. Although you yeah, could lose a deposit. Um, yeah, I think it's just, uh, it's like a really fun dynamic. In keeping with the whole, like, let's let's fuck a lot of our listeners or, or turn a lot of the people that we fuck into listeners. Um, if... People are listening to this podcast who are fucking me. Um, then, what's up? Yeah, what's up, first of all? Um, but then it's like a fun thing that, you know, you just get to learn these things about my sexuality 
via <laughs> how I play this Shane Battier, which is extremely embarrassing, um, by the way, this form of therapy that we're <laughs> embarking on. <laughs> um, but it's also, you know, kind of hot. This will um, be, be a fun little segment. Um, okay. So uh, just to catch up the listeners, I don't know. So I don't know what the sniffing ceremony is going to sound like. I have not edited... Well, I tried to, and then I gave up editing uh, the episode we recorded with Gabe with, Gabe. with Gabe mm. because we were so high, yeah, uh, way too high to be doing that, and it was late and it was weird and catching up. Uh, Shane Battier has just completed the sniffing ceremony. It went well. We introduced a character named Eddie. Hey, I'm Eddie. I'm Eddie, which mm. I now have to do a voice for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be interesting. Excellent. Um, Got to do a racist Italian voice. Excellent. Yeah, I'm going to get fucking mugged somewhere. Why is it racist to do... I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what... Racist. (laughs) I'm probably not going to be able to hold that accent. Okay. So uh, Shane has completed this, and Shane and Eddie are going back to uh, the doctor. What's her face? I'm so sorry. I can't remember her name. I just keep forgetting it all the time. You know, it just... It never sticks. Poor. Mm -hmm. Which is really just a shame to her honor. But... um. You're going back to Dr. What's-Her-Face's lab, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Sarge is going to lead y'all back there, and y'all are going to d- conduct some research or try and go through Dr. What's-Her-Face's notes mm-hmm. um, to find out like anything you can about how to make this creature come, because okay. you have to do that in okay. order to like you know save humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, when he, just real quick, catching up with Shane, you know, Shane just got through this very intense moment. Like, what's he feeling? Um. Can you remind the listeners uh, what happened at the sniffing ceremony? Am I, by the listeners, <laughs> mean you? Yeah. God damn I it. I remember that uh, something happened uh, and then the guy was kind of seemed satisfied. I mean, you like, so the long story short, the thing comes out, the thing like comes up to you. You went through like a series of like kind of approaching it in a few different ways to figure out what you were supposed to do because mm-hmm. no one really knew the whole process. Mm-hmm. You eventually found like this thing that like lifts you up, like does some shit to you, like sniffs you and all that jazz and then puts you back down and then okay. it goes away. Uh, I'm feeling relieved uh, that it went well. And um, yeah, I'm just thinking about how like, okay, well I didn't have to fuck it this time. Um, and just so you know, there was like a minor bit of applause. Like, so you know, you're in this large cabinet nice. thing, so some people are like, yeah. Hey, well, then I also Woo. feel a warm glow in my heart that I'm being applauded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Is there like any point of pride involved? Yeah, sure. I'm proud. I mean, there, apparently, this dangerous um, thing that no one knew how to do, I have successfully somehow done. You know, almost like the chosen one. Oh, yeah. You know, just you're getting a little bit of a chosen one vibe? A little chosen one. Um, ideation yeah okay i like that okay maybe oh uh, yeah okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a little hero's journey just a little you know it's a coincidence sarge walks in he's like oh, holy shit you know i i didn't think you could do it but but you know boy i i knew we found the right one and you you know i had my doubts but you just mm-hmm. proved me wrong um let's get y'all out of here eddie eddie and get on over here. Let's uh, let's get back to the lab of what's oh, Jesus Christ. I wish I could remember her name. I'm so sorry. I can't. You know, she was so nice. Uh, uh, the memory's getting to me. Years in the military. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's almost. You know what? 
Can we get can we get Shane here some fatigues? Uh, we need some new fatigues. He looks mm. a little dirty. Uh, can we get chosen one stitched into that by <laughs> by chance? He see, he does have a little bit of a neo vibe about him, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Little now I have neo a nickname. E. I have a military nickname. C O Co. Can, can we call you Shanko? Shanko. I don't know. I'll work on a better nickname. I'll find it. I'll figure it out. I'm not quick off the top of my head. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm more of a slow burn type of person. Mm -hmm. Okay. Don't worry, Shane. So y'all are going to walk down the hallway. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You'll exit back the way you came. And instead of taking a left, going back towards the entrance, you hang a right. And you keep walking down. And you're seeing this, like, military facility. And it seems pretty, like, standard. Besides that large cavernous, like, place, you know, people hustling and bustling around all seeming like they have a place to go. Mm-hmm. Who knows what they're doing? Who knows if this is the only thing the military is like doing down here? Mm-hmm. They haven't told you yet. You want to drag? Mm. So uh, you go down and eventually you reach uh, a large kind of what you would assume would be a laboratory type door. It's got mostly glass. It's a, got a diagonal beam of metal cutting across it. Di- uh, yeah, I said mm-hmm. that diagonally. Uh, when you walk up to it, Sarge's like, oh yeah, we... Uh, we got some of your, uh, how, how do we say, we got some of your DNA off of uh, Melvin up there. So we, you can just go ahead and place your hand on the DNA scanner and you'll be able to get right in. All right. So. Uh, yeah, sure. I put my hand on there. Yeah. Okay. Let me just. And it just beeps red. It's just like, hmm. Oh, it seems to be an issue there. That's that's weird. Uh, um, you want to you give them another shot, buddy? That's odd. All right. It usually sure. doesn't mess up. I'll put my hand on the pad again. Oh, and it fucks up again. Oh, wow. Well, Sarge kind of tenses up. He's like, what's... You trying to pull something over us on here, buddy? Like, what's what's going on? Uh, 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 hey, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know what this, to say. This thing has never messed up before. We don't make mistakes here. Uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, uh, perhaps the DNA that you acquired... some kind of shapeshifter. You, perhaps the DNA you acquired was DNA from... Melvin, uh, rather than I don't know, you left a pretty, you left a lot of it. We got, we we're pretty sure what we got was yours. Yeah, I feel uh, like there could be like a little p- piece of butt particle that gets into the. I don't really know how DNA works, to be fair. Sarge presses a little button on his like wrist, and some kind of a couple like a uh, security guys kind of walk up casually out of nowhere. He's like, "You want to give that one more try, just see if that works again?" And uh, sure, yeah, of course, I'll try again. Oh, shit. It kind of flickers like red and green for a minute and then goes green mm-hmm. and lets you in. So I was like, sorry about that. You know, just, just protocol. After three, we can't we can't take any chances. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't have invaders down here. You know, we, you know there are other people like y'all with powers, so mm. you got to be careful. Oh, uh, like a shapeshifter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what I was getting into. I thought it was you, but maybe I made a mistake. I, I couldn't be certain. Uh, I don't know. Maybe someone's um, messing with the system. Maybe it should be looked into. I, you know what? I, I'm gonna look into that. Hey, hey, Jeremy, Jeremy, come here. And uh, Jeremy, one of the new security guards, mm-hmm. walks over. He's like, Jeremy, you go talk to uh, Miss Perkins upstairs, and uh, you you tell her what happened here, and you you have her look into this. Mm-hmm. He's like, yes, sir, right away. And Jeremy takes off, and supposedly, I guess, goes upstairs to take care of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the lab's open. You want to just go in, or uh, yeah, you said there's a woman here that we can ask questions to. No, she's dead. Oh, she died. I She's the one that got her head eaten. Oh, I see. But her, but she has some notes and stuff. Yeah, yeah so well, this I'll, is her lab. You can, so I, does she have a desk in the room? Yeah, so uh, the layout of the lab, there's like a couple of large, uh, probably like eight foot by like four foot tables. 
mm-hmm. uh, kind of like standard laboratory height tables. No, like in a classroom. Yeah, no beakers on top of them, but there's papers kind of like jotted around some of them. Uh, on some, there's some rock samples. Um, and then around the edge of the room, there's also like a little bit lower tables, you know, sink on one. You can definitely see there's like her personal area. She has a cot in a corner. It seemed like she didn't really leave the lab a lot. Mm-hmm. She spent a lot of time there immersing herself in her work. Um, you know, there's some beakers and like some like chemicals in like one corner, but like nothing going on. They're just kind of stationary sitting there like they could be used, but mm-hmm. nothing. There's not like a pending experiment or anything. Well, I'm just looking really for papers on a desk, you know, that maybe she's written anything about her observations of uh, their anatomy. Or... I mean, yeah, if you want to go look for those, yeah, I mean, I'd... tell me. Okay, when... so I go over to the desk. To... Which one? There's two. Oh, there's two. Um well, I go over to the desk on the left and, um, yeah, look around to see if there's I can find anything on anatomy okay. or sexuality. Or sexuality? Yeah. Okay, yeah. we'll do an anatomy roll. Nice. Okay, so you find, um, <coughs> you find some rough sketches where she's essentially just laid out what you observed of the creature mm-hmm. um, and given it names. There's not a lot of detail to it. Um, you know, like she's labeled the sniffer, the sniffer. She's labeled like what she assumes to be like the mouth slash main sexual organ, the mouth slash main sexual organ. Mm. She has denotated that the teeth that you think would be sharp are actually not sharp, but more like a, um, what's the term? Cartilage type substance, mm. like a gum almost, mm-hmm. but not necessarily like rays or anything. They're pointing, they're hard, but they're not going to like slice into you. Like, okay. um, other than that, there's not a lot of anatomical information there. You're just you're getting what you kind of already know. Okay. Well, that's interesting. And what about it, the sexuality? Are there any papers on that? Um, <laughs> you don't really see any papers immediately around like about the sexuality, not on the tables at least. Okay. Um. And he's like, "Oh, I wish I could help you, but she was a very private." <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, well, do you know what she was working on, uh, in the weeks leading up to her death? No, she would uh, spend a lot of time with uh, the creature and then uh, write a lot at night. Uh, were there any, did anyone ever film, uh, to, you know, take any videos of her interactions with the no, creature? No, 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 no. <laughs> Seems like an oversight. Um, Again, I, she's a very private, uh, she only records her thoughts to herself. Did she have any kind of audio recording that she was doing that? Maybe her no, iPhone? No, it's all by hand. Okay. Um, well, She liked to collect her thoughts. Uh, she come up back here at night. She work a bit. <laughs> she go to bed. She do some writing. It's uh, all a thing. Um, okay. Well, do you know what the, these rocks are about? I have a no idea. <laughs> Eddie, <laughs> Eddie make a pizza. Eddie make a joke. Eddie file a thing. Eddie okay. just around uh, what was the other thing you said was in the room? Like some some beakers or some kind of... So it was like the two main tables as you walk in, mm-hmm. um, like a sink on the left-hand side, like mm-hmm. some kitchenette kind of, type of thing. Her like bed station slash cot in the corner, like the center wall here, there's like art on the wall. Like some of it scientific, some of it, you know, just okay. whatever. Well, uh, and then like on the her... right to the right mm-hmm. is where the beakers and shit are. Okay, I'm going to go over to her bed and see, is there a nightstand? Yes, there is. I'm going to see if there's like a diary or journal or anything in there. 
Uh, you look around the nightstand, but you don't find anything like in the nightstand immediately. All right, let me look under the bed and behind the nightstand and like on a bookshelves. Kind of look, just looking around to see if she has any personal things anywhere. Yeah, you're looking around and like uh, you look under the bed and you don't see anything. But when you move the bed back, uh, slid in between the mattress and her headboard, you see uh, a thin, probably like what you would say, like a, like a 150, 200 page, like little like diary. Okay, book. so I'm going to open that up and start reading it. Okay. You open it up, but unfortunately a lot of it seems to be uh, in gibberish hmm. and also seems to be like uh, coded. Like there's some things that make sense in like what you can understand and read, but it's not even, most of it's not even like scientific knowledge or like hmm. words that would make sense to you if you could read it. Hmm. Um, but you've definitely found a thing like a value. Yeah, I'm going to give this to Sergeant and and ask him to bring it to a team of, you know, people who crack uh, codes or whatever. Okay, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how do you want to present that? You... Oh, okay. So I go, uh, Sergeant, I found this um, this sort of journal uh, and underneath the headboard. Um, it seems to be written in some kind of code. Do you Do we have a team who can work on deciphering this? Oh, 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 yeah. We we have we have a couple. Uh, we gotta get with our boys in some other departments, but we'll, we'll get them over here. Right. Yeah, let me. Can we, uh, uh, Eddie? You got you got a photocopier anywhere? He's like, yeah, of course we have a photocopier. It's like, <laughs> yeah, let's get some copies of this real quick so we don't. You keep the original, and I'll take the copies over to the boys, and we'll see we'll see what we can get into. All right, excellent. And so uh, they photocopied that, um, and as Sarge is leaving, Sarge's like, Eddie. You don't forget your other job now. And he's like, of course not, boss. Uh, how could I forget? Uh, and uh, the doors close. And after the doors close, you know, they were once like completely see-through glass with just that steel beam going through it. But all mm -hmm. of a sudden, they tint in dark black. Okay. And they're suddenly no longer see-through. And Eddie's like, uh, my second job is uh, is uh, to make you happy. I, I can't get paid until I do. <laughs> okay. What do you want me to do? Wait, did the Sar is the sergeant still here? No, sergeant's gone. Sergeant it's just you and Eddie in this scientific lab. Okay, and as I recall, the backstory for Shane is that he was uh, a straight, um, and then, the but he has now fucked a dude in the ass twice at the behest of a higher up um, rank. At least in the rank. military, we don't know if we we haven't elucidated or like broadened oh, his backstory at all. Oh, I think we did say that maybe. Maybe it, something had happened in call. I, I, I can't remember. Yeah. We should go back and listen. Um, <laughs> we should keep but up boy, with I your just, character. Yeah, well, I just want to make sure I understand, you know, like the, the where we're at. Because right now he has an opportunity to um, just have his, in, uh, instead of being uh, ordered to do these things, he's like, oh, I could, you know. Yeah, it's putting like it up to his choice. Uh, okay, well, I'm, okay, I'm, so I'm gonna say that, okay, um, oh, Eddie, uh, I, I didn't ask for this, I don't, uh, neither did I, Mr. Baddie, but I have to have it to get the paid. Have you, have you, uh, you, you're a, a sex, I'm a scientist toy? slash sex worker, sex, <laughs> I don't sex know why worker. it sounds Transylvanian <laughs> <Whatever>. now, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And wait, so you don't get paid unless we? I need to do both of my jobs. Uh, do I? How do they know whether or not you've done anything with me? 
they see everything. Oh, they're watching <laughs> us on camera, perhaps. I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, uh, well, uh, all right. If you need this to be paid, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, all right, Eddie. Well, you know. Um, so Shane, or oh, I start unbuttoning my pants, and that's what I'm supposed <laughs> to do, right? First person. <laughs> Oh my sp- oh god. Uh, okay. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Okay, so I pull my dick out. Those guys like uh, I'm just like, well, you know what to do. I don't know. Uh, Miss Doctor, what's her face? Oh God, bless her. I don't remember her name, <laughs> but she, uh, but she, uh, she uh, like everything. <laughs> what do you like? <laughs> um. Oh, oh, everything. I don't. Oh, uh, that's uh, interesting. Um, you have to tell me what to do. Yes. Well, uh, for today, uh, just you can just, <laughs> uh, you can just uh, suck my dick. Like, Okay. Okay, I I give you a mega blowjob. <laughs> I had a rolled eleven blowjob. Yeah, essentially, you're getting right now. I like, wonder, like, he's just like. Do you think like some? Um, he's giving you like that. I'm trying to like tease you the bottom of your dick, like by barely kissing it, type shit. Like, gross. ooh, look how look how consensual I can kiss your dick. It's like. You think people, you know, some D and D nerd types have been getting a blowjob and thought oh, it's like you rolled an eleven on this. I've question. thought that before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for so <some> yes, <laughs> for sure. That's funny. Um, okay. So yeah, he's going kind of giving you like a little look at the ball, a little. I give you a look at the ball, though, like a mama sauce. I want to give you. I want to you to give me your sauce. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't uh, know what this voice uh, is anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. I can't. Uh, 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 damn! what is wrong with you <laughs> what's wrong with you take control of the situation motherfucker okay. you're a super powered sex yeah, invisible person right. okay well so you're to save the world you're I'm the chosen gonna, I one i take my dick out and slap his face with it and i'm like shut up and suck my cock oh he just starts crying you hit him really hard with your dick i mean you've got like a sizable dick and it's like oh doctor what's the face of god bless her name i don't she never hit me that hard but but uh but i kind of like it uh kind of it's, it's okay and he kind of he goes a little bit harder to town he's like getting that head in there he's mm-hmm. like going well for you okay great um well so uh yeah. can i just i'm just gonna, just try gonna sit back and relax or yeah pretty much i mean i might be a little bit uh i, I you know i can kind of guide his head and um i'm gonna try to come just like you know before he has oh fuck you just rolled a 20 there you go so just gonna I mean, come you, without well i mean know. well i mean you know you you're guiding his head and you grab his head but you don't really even push hard on the back of it mm-hmm. if he doesn't goddamn just slide down on your dick just like cool oh. okay. like he was built for it almost mm-hmm. like and eddie pops back he's like oh i'm a shot <laughs> and then just goes straight back for it mm-hmm. and he okay. just goes to town and boy if it's not 15 strokes in 
that you don't just like blow the largest load of Is that your a, life. Uh, how many strokes would it normally take? In, uh, oh, way more than 15. Yeah. Oh, definitely way more Well, than I have no idea. I mean, I assume something like, I don't know, 60? Is that a normal... I have 100? never tried to count like people going ballpark. up and down. Yeah. I don't know because I've had some people fucking suck my dick for a long time. Yeah, if you're not trying to come quickly, you know what I mean? If you're trying to like... I never try... I don't... Re- I rarely come from blowjobs. I see. Okay. Yeah, it's more of like a fun thing that just feels really good to me. Like I really enjoy getting them, but it's never like a, ooh, oh, okay. you're going to suck my dick and make me come type thing. Okay. I don't know. Is that, was common? Never that, is, that was... is that fairly common? I don't know. I mean, some people really like fucking getting their dick sucked and coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it's just never been a thing. That, I see. It's always been harder for me to come from blowjobs. Yeah. Yeah. I just wondered if that was very common at all. If that was more. Oh, like for sure. I think you. like a lot of people don't typically come from blowjobs. Okay. I think a lot of people can, but I think you know. Okay. Gotcha. I don't know. Kind of like women. It's yeah. Just some d- different people come different ways easily. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks. Yeah. And for Shane, 15. it was fifteen. All right. You come all down the back of Eddie's throat, and Eddie, ooh, is like <coughs> gagging a little bit up. He didn't expect that large of a load. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gets back up uh, and uh, swallows the rest. And he's like, mm, "That's a good. Uh, we used to see the results of the uh, the. I don't know what the fuck." Uh, the, the yeah, well, what would you call it? What? Yeah, well, I don't know what your name. We will see if the cryptologist yeah, or whatever the fuck get anything tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, good work today, Eddie. Is that it? Dismissed. You say that? Yeah. Right. Is nice. he my subordinate? That's yeah. right. He's like, oh, uh, thank you, sir. Uh, Doctor, what's if it's a god bless her? I don't remember her name. She was never so formal, but I like. I kind of <laughs> like it. Uh, bye bye. He walks out the door, and. uh with that, I don't know. Do you just want to go to bed here, or uh, what do you want to do? Yeah, yeah. Because I gotta go. You know. Um. Yeah. Why don't we? Oh yeah, because she has a bed. Yeah. So I'll just take over her place, and I'll I'll start. I'll try to like see if there's any books on her shelf in the of the topic, and see if I can just I'll just read until I go to sleep. Oh shit! Yeah, you actually find that she has like not a book, but like a three ring binder that's just mm-hmm. like kind of a compendium like a get to know you guide that she was trying to build and was like trying it looks like what she was trying to make was like a military manual for this thing I see. it hadn't okay. i don't think she'd probably given it to anybody yet but gotcha. um and this was not like on the table this was like up like on a bookshelf or like next to her bed kind of gotcha. cool uh, so yeah so you're you're gonna read that i'm gonna we'll, read that and then next time you can tell me what kinds of things i learned in it yeah we'll pick up on it next time word This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's KFUX.